Fun guy, what's up, baby? What it do, baby? to the never on brand podcast um this is gonna start our season two i guess technically um it's a somber um kind of gut reaction podcast here uh if you haven't heard the news about kobe bryant um we're just gonna kind of talk about that because i think sometimes um it's easy to get your feelings out and more something you can't do over text and things like that with your friends. So uh, we're going to kind of talk about that today. And uh, Brady's here with me too. So, yeah. So this is the Kobe Bryant episode. Um, obviously uh, by the time you hear this, you'll or by the time you hear this, I mean, everyone, I feel like I came home today in the afternoon. And I saw your text, but you weren't even the one who told me Carly had said, Kobe died, and I said, what? And then, like, literally within, fuck, like, seconds, you were like, um, look at TMZ. And I looked, and then... Well, you said... Because I think this is one of the rare times that I told you some breaking news oh, yeah. first. Usually it's the other way around. Because when I told you, you had no idea what I was talking no, about. Literally, at least that's what you... Literally had. zero idea. I was like... You said, um, and I was like, what the fuck? What, what is... What? what? Like, what, what, um, what? <laughs> and then, yeah, obviously. Well, because my, and so it's kind of like everyone tells someone else. My friend, I was at my friend Dave's and I just sat down and, uh, he got an alert from T. I don't know why he got an alert from TMZ. <laughs> I don't know that he follows TMZ, yeah. but he, he showed me the, cause he was like, Kobe Bryant died. And I was like, what? And he's like, TMZ is reporting it. And then, and whenever TMZ, I mean, TMZ's probably right more often than they're wrong honestly I think but it still kind of has that sense of sense of skepticism unreli- unreliability yeah. yeah and especially when it's somebody you know with something like this you don't really want to believe it's right and i mean makes it easier to not believe the thing with tmz is like you said that when you see something that's mostly right it's just a matter of like like i apparently la county sheriff's department was extremely pissed that tmz leaked it before even kobe's family had found out so like they got it. But, I mean, who the fuck also was sending them a tip like that? I don't know. We're not going to talk about journalistic ethics here, though. But, um, but yeah, so, obviously, yeah. Kobe and eight others uh, died, including his uh, daughter, Gianna. And then I think the only other names they've found is uh, it was a community college baseball coach from the area who was on the on the helicopter with them who must have been friends with either Kobe or with uh, his daughter. And that was John Altabelli, his wife, Carrie, and their daughter, Alyssa. So, that's... It plus the pilot. Well, I think they were. I think they were another player on this on one of his, tra- travel his daughter's team. travel team. Yeah, that makes the most right. sense. That's the logical connection. But, um, but yeah, it's like, you know, I think this the the, the thing about this that's been most weird and most, uh, I don't know. I mean, celebrities die a lot. You know, it happens regularly, and I guess times it's somebody who you may have been familiar with from like just having seen movies of them when they were old or this and that, or if it was like, even for example, I mean, David Stern died like two ago and like David Stern was obviously a big part of the NBA too. And I mean, like personally, I love the NBA, but like that didn't really hit me that hard. But I mean, Kobe's a guy who like is the type of 
celebrity figure that you know you begin to associate with from such a young age and you literally see them on television or on social media or in magazines I mean we're going back that far like on an almost like routine basis for like the majority of your life. Like it's like not like a family member, but like it's damn near as close as a celebrity can get when you see them and you're exposed to them that much. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, he was certainly one of your favorite, probably your favorite player. Um, yeah. So it's different. And I, I mean, I think it's weird because I went through something similar uh, a couple, a couple of years ago when Roy Halladay, died in a very strangely similar fashion actually um and he was my favorite athlete and he died you know i think he was probably about 40 or 41 too Mm -hmm. so it's it's uh it's tough i mean i wasn't you know i wasn't nearly as big of a fan of kobe as you so but he's he was more he was more than a basketball player really right yeah yeah and i mean it's it's one of those things where like you think of athletes or you think of famous people in general and like and I said this on Instagram and I said this too, but like, I never like looked up, I've never looked up to an athlete because I think, especially as I've gotten older, I've realized that like, you shouldn't look up to just someone who plays sports. You should, I don't know. There's, there's deeper things than that. And like, I never thought Kobe was like, like some people idolized Kobe Bryant, just like they idolized LeBron James, just like they idolized, you know, this, that, and the third. But like, Kobe is that like when you're young and you're, you know, in the backyard or you're, you know, whatever your passion may be when you're a kid, like you always associate yourself with somebody. There's always like some athlete, some professional, some, some, some celebrity that you're just like, that's kind of like what I want to be. And like the chances of you being that are obviously impossible, but that's the person you always kind of think about when you think of like, I'm a basketball player, you know, who else is a basketball player? Kobe Bryant is. That was probably the way I thought of it for my entire life. And like, even as we get older and like you stop, you know, being that, you know, type of kid, you still think of that person as like, you know, someone who you've obviously been, you know, so interested forever. And so like that, I guess the thing is it's, it's not that that person died. It's that, that, that person just died so unexpectedly. Like when someone, you know, is old and they pass away, it's one thing, but like, like that, like when Bill Russell dies, it'll be a very sad, certainly, but but like, like, yeah, but Bill Russell, it's not going to be like this. No, it'll be different. Right. Exactly. And I mean, the other thing too, is that, I mean, I, I find it really interesting looking at how just broad of a reaction this got and it's gotten in the last like five hours, because you think about it, like, I mean, people know who Kobe Bryant is. Like, I mean, I think you said it was like one of the five basketball players your mom would know. Yeah. I, I talked to my mom and I was like, did you hear the news? And she was, I mean, she, she had heard, she was very, I mean, she wasn't shook up, but she was like, yeah, I was, I was surprised you didn't call me earlier and stuff. And I was like, yeah, he's probably one of the five. And she, and she named the exact ones that I thought she would. The only other wild card was Dennis Rodman. That's who she, so could she name named Kobe, too. She but Kobe she was like, like, yeah, Jordan she's Lambert. like, oh, she's like, she's like, I know. She's like, I know LeBron. I know Sha- Shaquille O'Neal. I know Kobe. I know Michael Jordan. And she said magic and uh, Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman, Dennis Rodman. Yeah, those are the six, six or so basketball players that my mom can name, and and he's one of them. So whenever it's like that, like, and we talked about it with like Derek Jeter, I think once too. It's like your mom knows who Derek Jeter right. is. Like your mom knows who Co- like 
it's oh, uh, somebody who's and those two specifically, those two guys. If you think about it, like Derek Jeter in the baseball realm and Kobe Bryant in basketball are like so similar right. in terms of how they're revered and how they were looked at and like you know obviously you know on the field and in their careers they have very similar exploits in terms of just being winners and playing for the biggest you know in the biggest markets for the biggest teams and whatnot but like it's just crazy for me to like look around and see not only people who were basketball fans but like people who weren't people who just like some t- and liked Kobe Bryant or something like that. And, like, it's just crazy to see how big of a celebrity he was, yeah. you know? Like, the, NH- the NHL, like, put out a – like, the NHL, the league put out, like, a message on their Instagram, too. Like, a completely just unrelated Sort sport. of WWE. Like, they had one. Like, just like just, ever, just an <laughs> outpouring of, of – of, and, like, it, it's just crazy because, you know, I mean, the guy's been retired for – for three years and i mean he kind of has yeah. like faded from the the public like eye you know a little bit but at the same time like he's been around i feel like a lot more now because he's you know he's like a, he's hanging at out at games and stuff yeah and i mean he had a like and he's one that always kind of embraced social media too whereas like mj you know even though mj's an owner you don't really hear from him he's kind of like he's kind of like the wizard in the wizard of oz he's like always behind the curtain like you know that he's important but like he doesn't really talk that much right whereas no. kobe was always kind of because maybe because kobe's like five or six years seven eight years younger than jordan is i guess yeah. well he's old, younger than that but so it's kind of because he was always kind of like i follow kobe on instagram right yeah um, i mean he's he, and he's not like that open of a book that's the thing it's like the the thing about him that is almost you know surprising to me is that like we used to call it when you um when we'd write obituaries when I was a reporter, we'd call it like um you'd have sand spurs. And a sand spur, like obviously you know what a spur is, it's something that's the little sharp, prickly like things you get on when you walk on the beach or something like that. Like when you write a big story about somebody, you always have to try and kind of be cognizant that there are those little spurs that you have to include in a story about someone. And obviously, I mean sit here and belabor the point, but there's obviously a complex uh you know side of of kobe bryant as a person and things with you know boulder colorado mm-hmm. and whatnot but i mean at the same time and i mean even beyond that the fact that like you know he was also a ruthless like teammate for better and he was an worse. asshole he was he an, was an asshole. asshole you yeah. could say he's an asshole i mean he was i mean i don't think he would disagree with you in his life or his death i don't think that you would disagree that he's an asshole and i mean i guess that's the one thing i want to talk about is what do you think his legacy is because i think it's a complex thing and people have you know because you know these allegations that he had happened so long ago, you know had they happened in 2018 oh, it's a different i don't know that it would it would have been a very different, it's a different story it's a different now, era. I, there was a lot of problems with that case and things like that and what what happened and what didn't happen so you know but i think it's a complex legacy i think but i think people have really moved past that and everyone's really embraced him right even as i mean even his wife so certainly i mean mean, he's it's just he there's really because when you talk about kobe you have number eight and you have number 24 and i think that that always and when you think about whenever you think about a player that had a player that had two numbers like lebron did it when he moved to 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 miami but his was a little different because it was kind of like 
you know, post, it was pre Boulder, post Boulder, you know, like that's always something that, yeah. you, that at least when I think about, when you talk about, you know, you retired two numbers, things like that. So I, I think his legacy is a little bit more complex than. Yeah. I think, I think, you know. I think we, we as a collective, um, you, you're right. There is, there is two, there's literally two sides to the, to the Kobe thing. And like, when we talk about him being an asshole and his, you know, the issues and things of that nature. And obviously he was a winner on both sides of that, um, the coin here, but you know, the, the, the guy that people actually are, you know, you know, are going to miss and are sitting and, you know, are, are condone, I guess, what's the word? Not condolencing are, uh, memorializing today is 24, not eight. I mean, the guy who came out of that, he he was a different person after that. He really was in the way that he carried himself. In the you way know, that and he, you we know, don't, we're not trying to say like criminal, uh, criminal accusations are a, a gateway to self-realization, but it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty obvious that that's kind of that at least he, while well, he can't be a better guy, it seems, which, you know, good for him. And obviously, I mean, he's, you know, the craziest thing about this is just like, the dude had taken a helicopter to work every day for like 15 years. Like that's, and then, you know, of course one time it happens and like, this is how everything goes, but it's just crazy that like, that's just kind of also says a lot about Kobe Bryant as being a guy who like is going to do it his own way because like (laughs) who the fuck else takes a helicopter to work every day? That's so cool. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, yeah, it's. I guess. I guess. What do you think his legacy is? Oh, I mean, he's now. I mean, he's 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 looked. Up, I mean, overall, I think he's a. You know, one of the most competitors in sports. I think, like, when you look at people who wanted to win at all costs, that he he is mind of that. Um, I mean, as a basketball player himself, I don't know that there was anybody. I mean, I mean we could sit here and dissect his style of play and whether it was good or not, or whether it would today or not, whatever the fuck we wanted to do. But in general, you look at, you know, him as a player, he, he, and I think LeBron said this last night, cause there was a great question about LeBron passing him in uh for third all time in scoring, which is, that's the part is that this happens 16 hours later. Yeah. It's yeah. That's very, difficult and like i said when i was saying i followed him on on instagram um there was a there was a post on instagram about him passing or lebron passing him and kobe bryant had liked it and i was like oh man that fucking hurts man. yeah because you know how you can see on instagram now Who's like kobe it? bryant and a million other like on other other people yep. like this and it was his name and i was like oh fuck off man that's 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 hard that's that hurts yeah but i mean lebron put it pretty well i mean he was literally there was no weakness to him. i mean if you played off him he would shoot a three on your face if you play him too tight he'd blow past you and he'd dunk on you if you got caught in the middle he would just pull up from 15 and he'd hit it and if you fouled him he's going to make the free throws and then i mean he was also one of the best defenders you know of his time too so i mean like just as a basketball player i mean he was an incredible player. I mean, there's no arguing that. And I mean, was he, you know, I mean that, what was it? What year? This was kind of where like, as the basketball side of this, that Kobe Bryant was kind of looked at as that selfish, just do it all type of guy. But there was that month when the Lakers were just trash between the Shaq years and the Powell years. when they got to, Oh, that was like Andrew Bynum. No, it was even before um... that. It was like, 
Uh, who was that Kwame, weird? Was, Chris, Chris Mims, Mim. Kwame Brown, Smush Parker time. Smush Parker, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, of. and um, he, he scored like 40 to 60 points. He averaged like 45 a game in an entire month. Like there was a – he averaged like where he scored 50 or more seven straight times. Like just – That was like when you were in middle school, I feel like. It was – well, it was right after the – it was the, soon after the championship the Pistons won, which – um, it was oh three oh four. That was oh three oh four. So it been early high school, like sophomore year of high school. Right. So, yeah, I mean, obviously that that kind of stuff is just, you know, mesmerizing to go back and watch. And even like the last few days, just with LeBron approaching his record and stuff, or his place on the in the all time standings, like there's been a lot of videos of Kobe, you know, highlights and stuff, and it's just like very artful and. um I don't know. I mean, the the thing about it is, like, we talked about how – I think the other thing about Kobe Bryant was that um, – and he was, ex- you know, considering it's a guy who literally went to high school and then jumped to the NBA. But, I mean, you know, he was very much, like, smartest guy in the room, but he didn't carry himself quite like – but he was definitely always was one of those people who just was always learning and listening and, you know, taking in information. But um, – and that was shown by his business acumen after he left the game. But, and I mean, it's easy for us to sit and, like, you know, crap on Kyrie Irving because he doesn't say the right things and because he, you know, has those selfish moments. But, like, if there's anybody in the league that is most like Kobe Bryant from an aesthetic point of view, and that's both personality and the way they play, it's got to be him. I mean, the guy sits there and, and acts like he knows it all and he plays the game the same way. And sometimes it looks incredible. Like last night I watched Kyrie Irving score 47 points against the Pistons. And like the kind of moves he plays, the the moves he pulls out, the fadeaways, the footwork, the off the dribble stuff. I mean, he's, you know, obviously a, you know, <laughs> definitely a, a Kyrie or a Kobe clone, but just it's crazy to watch it. And then obviously a day later have this, but. Yeah, I. I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm interested to know your kind of relationship with Kobe because he was your favorite athlete and player. But then there was that one year where maybe Kobe's like best team ever played your favorite team in the finals. And I honestly thought Kobe's team would crush the Pistons, but it was one of the bigger upsets I think really ever. So I'm very interested to hear how you reconciled that 0304. Yeah. Loving Kobe. Yeah, no, it was um I can remember that because like I remember like being like thirteen years old and not being allowed to stay up and watch the end of the West Conference Finals game, so I'm like listening to it on the radio in bed. Uh, which makes me makes me seem so much older than I am because I'm like listening to the radio to listen to the end of the game. <laughs> but um right. but I, I just remember, you know, they were gonna lose to the Timberwolves. Uh, and like Kobe was having a bad game and it was some scrub off the bench named Kareem uh, Rush who just went out there and hit like seven threes, got into the finals. And then I believe it want to say it was game two. So the Pistons won game one. It was like, I was still obviously very much wanting them to win, but like it was one of those situations where like that was probably the first time I was ever exposed to like the other side of the Kobe-ness, which is like the hive of people who are his fans. Which is, is a lot of ways is the is, and it, we see it a lot with athletes in general today as as social media and as that kind of stuff cranks up. And it wasn't even that big then, but like, like you find out just how annoying fans of star players can be. 
and like the Kobe fans were very, I feel like my, I probably pivoted a little bit off of him after that series because he had a game, he had a game tying jumper in game two and then we shut him down the rest of the way. And that was great. And obviously we won the champion super, but like the years after that, as he kind of got more frustrated with the Lakers and, you know, they weren't as good and, you know, his fans just became louder and louder about how great he was and, and it just got kind of annoying in that way. And you see the same thing with LeBron fans today. And I mean, it happens when you're the greatest in your sport. It just people can start being like that. And, you know, that's a turnoff. But like, I think the fact that, I mean, the thing about Kobe that what I'll remember is obviously like all the winning and all the championships. And there was the period of time where like, and this is the first time I remember being like held hostage by my TV with a sporting event was that, um, there was like a two-day period in the summer of 2006, maybe, where he was like seriously debating leaving the Lakers to go to either the Clippers, which, which ironically today you look at it and it's like, wow, everyone's trying to go to the Clippers now, but like obviously back then it was like, where the fuck would you want to go there? You literally play in a better locker room in the same building as them. And then the other side, right. and then he was trying to think if he wanted to go to Chicago. It was actually a trade thing, I think demanding a trade so as he wanted to be traded to one or the other and i just remember being like to that story because it was just so crazy um and that one sticks out to me and the other part that sticks out to me too is that during the whole colorado situation um he was having to go like to and from colorado and back and he's playing games the same night and stuff which just is crazy that he's hopping off a plane to run to the arena and play and one of those games was actually in denver and so he had to go to a court hearing in Boulder and then he ran over to Denver and he hits the game winning jumper at the buzzer over John Barry, which again, just like shows the, the, the focus, the guy, the wow. focus that the guy has to be able to like juggle all that shit and still be, you know, peak of his game. And maybe that's the thing that's most admirable about him is that his focus was so razor sharp on, on being the best because obviously, I mean, you know, his first real exposure to being a guy in the NBA was, I think his first big moment was in the uh, Western conference semifinals in, two, in 1997. He was a second year player. Um, and uh, they were playing the jazz and obviously the jazz would end up going to the finals that year. But um, the Lakers like got to overtime, I think. And he airballed like every shot he took in overtime, just not even close. And uh, obviously they lost and got bounced. But like that obviously shaped him into being the player he was going forward, which, you know, kind of goes back to that um, just desire to be the best. And that kind of comes to, I guess, you know, to the Mamba thing, which, again, is very corny that he gave himself his own nickname. But, um, you know, he yeah, but it's stuck. it's stuck. And not only that, it's also one of these, um, you know, this monumental thing that goes beyond just like a killer instinct on the basketball court, but it's about like, you know, having that same killer instinct in your everyday life when you're in the gym, when you're at work, when you're doing this, when you're doing that. And it's just, that's, that's where I think it all connects back to the, to the non sports fan of this whole thing. Who still is like, Holy shit. Kobe Bryant's gone. Yeah. It's, I mean, there's a few memories that I have of him. I guess not nearly as many as you because I didn't really get into basketball until later in life. I remember, I mean, I remember my first really memories of watching him intently was um, 
the 2010 the the pow the pow gasol teams in 2009 yeah. to 2012 or whatever it was until he got until he got hurt basically um i i mean i remember when we would go out, even in high school we would be out practicing that shitty basketball rim that you had that was fucking bent to hell and we would and you would play you we were just playing like we would just like run plays from the finals and i would be kevin garnett and you'd be kobe and we'd just see who who would who could stop one one another mm-hmm. that's what i remember playing in your in that in your driveway and the, the rim like the rim and like seven you, foot tall yeah, and I remember you always tried to sh- you always tried to shoot like him, and he had this weird. And that kind of goes into another memory I have is when we would play two K, and he was so fucking hard to use in that game because his jump shot is so much different than anyone else's. So the timing is so fucked up, at least in the old games. I don't know how it is anymore, but I because his whole body like moves like a snake basically. So you have to either let go of the fucking can uh, let go of the shot like either super early or super late and i remember like i would draft him in our like fantasy draft yep. uh 2k leagues and i would either i would either go like 14 or 15 or i would go like one one of 24 with him and you were really good with him but i was always hit or miss with playing with him yeah so. it, it's, i did try and shoot, i remember shooting trying to shoot like him a lot and i still sometimes when i'm when I'm out playing and stuff, if I if I shoot, a, you do kind of you do kind of shoot like him a little a little bit. bit. I mean, I've, I've it's just like if you if you shoot like him, it's when like because most times they say like you want to get more lift like using your legs when you shoot the ball. And his was always so much of his arms were were, were throwing that thing yeah. at the fucking rim, and that's what like because I mean the the thing was is it wasn't I can't even think of you know instances when I think of him, I don't ever think of him just like at the three-point line catching a ball and like just pulling up open it was always every time he shot the ball he was coming off the dribble whether he was like pulling up or he was going to the rim which i mean again i mean i think when we think back to you know his his impact and how people play basketball i mean there's a lot of guys who and girls i mean everyone who plays like him just in terms of dribble 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 pull up from 15 feet I mean, that's what I want to do when I go out there is dribble, 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 pull up from 15. And it's just like that combined with like the crossover of Alvin Iverson is basically the the reason people who are in their 20s and 30s play the way they do when they're out there. You know, it's just a, you just see it so often that it's like, well, I can do that too. Well, they think they can, but they're not as good as Kobe at it, so they kind of end up not being that great. Certainly, those <laughs> people who dribble around, don't pass the ball, and take pretty bad shots generally are not don't last very long. But he was really good at it, so that's why he lasted. Yeah, as long as he I did. just remember, like another thing I can really fondly remember is obviously, I mean, he played in the NBA Finals so many times, and like, I really, I mean, really outside of the the series against the Pistons, I really always wanted them to win. Um, and even I just remember how like manhandled he got in 2008 against Boston. And that was like, a obviously those Celtics were a wrecking ball, but, um, 2009 comes up and, uh, against Orlando, we, I remember watching all those games and, um, you know, he was just awesome in that series and they won relatively easily. And then 2010, right. I mean, I remember we were sitting in your house in your living room watching most of those games. Uh, that last Celtics, yeah. I just remember the last shot where I think I want to say I know our test, well, Meta World Peace took the last shot to really like ice it in Game Seven, 
but I want to say it was like one of those rare instances where Kobe was like, nope, I'm not going to take this shot. I'm going to pass it. And he threw it off to our test who just of the three because, you know, Ray Allen had trailed Did too far Did both of those off. series with the Celtics go to the game seven? No, I th- they played the Celtics twice, didn't they? Yeah, I think in 2008, the Celtics beat them uh, relatively easily. I don't think it was that close. I mean, that was not a good team either. That Lakers team was was really lacking. That was before they got Pau Gasol, I think. Or they had just um, Pau Gasol, but they were still starting. Like, like I'm looking, in game one, the lineup was Derek Fisher, Kobe Bryant, Lamar Odom, Vladimir Redmanovich. So, like, Redmanovich was bad. Uh, I mean, they had Andrew Bynum. That was the key to them. In all those years, the second time around, every time Andrew Bynum played, they were just impossible. They were going to win the championship. And the year he was hurt, they, uh, you know, obviously did not. But, yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. I think about athletes, like, just athletes I remember watching and, like, feeling so emotionally, you know, a part of their experience. And I don't think there's anybody else. Like, there's there's no other basketball player. There's no football player that I just am like. Like, wow, I've ridden with that guy. Like, I'm sure that, like, there are guys who someday I'll feel like that. But, like, at this point, there's no one who I'm like, man, no one has captivated me for so long. Like, Kobe Bryant. And that includes, like, all those – every football player. Peyton Manning, I probably have watched Peyton Manning play football 10 million times. And, like, every – like, right. weekly almost, it feels like. I never got the same, like, feeling of, like, wow, that's just, like – I don't know how to describe it other than it's just so cool. Like Kobe Bryant was just such a cool figure. And that was the thing about it was that like, I couldn't describe it at 29 years old, just like I probably couldn't describe it at 13 or 12, but it's just the way I felt about it for nearly 20 years. Yeah. It's, it's hard to, I mean, I think I probably one of my, I guess, probably one of my lasting memories of him just someone who liked him later in his career started watching him later in his career was his last game when he scored like 65 points on like 60 shots <laughs> he just kept Six. shooting and he ended up knocking he knocked he knocked the jazz out of the playoffs who were actually playing for something yeah. and it, the lakers were dog shit and he just went out there and scored like 65 was, points and he just kept shooting. I watched that game. It was I watched nuts. the highlights of that earlier. It was, uh, I think it was 60 points in um, 50 shots. Like, it's literally like if you were, <laughs> That's so it's literally like if you were playing uh, 2K and you just wanted to shoot with the same guy the whole time. So you just... You turn, you turn stamina off. Just turn stamina off, off and just pass to the same guy and just shoot every shot. Injuries and stamina yeah. off. <laughs> just pass the, pass to the same guy and just wanted to score 50 with somebody, so you just kept shooting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's what it is. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think when you look at, like, athletes, like, athletes with such a, a, a grasp on people, going, you know, outside of their respective sport and even outside of sports like this. Like, I mean, you know, Kobe Bryant's one of the 10 best basketball players in history, but I mean, is he the second or third most popular basketball player of all time or like well-known and most popular? Well-known. Yeah. I certainly don't think he's that popular because he played, he played for a kind of villainous team. You know, he kind of played for the Yankees of, True, of the but NBA. For, so people just people. I mean, people don't hate him for that, but people still respect him. But they, you know, they hate the Lakers, right. so they don't love him. 
Um, he's so, yeah. I mean, I mean, I would say it's 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 in terms of popularity, he's probably third behind MJ, who will always be number one because he has his own shoe brand, and LeBron. Probably. I think, and yeah, and I, and he's I probably, think LeBron because LeBron and me, LeBron's and, and, career it, was entire almost entirely in the social media era, which definitely helped his brand throughout. Right, this. right, right, right. Um, and then I think Kobe and Shaq are. Are right there, and I think Shaq is only because Shaq's on t- Shaq's on TV both as he's a great anal- Shaq's a great analyst, and at least he's, well he's not a great analyst, but he's hilarious. He's very entertaining. He's good yes. to watch, and he's and he's always like he'll he's kind of like Peyton Manning, and that he'll he'll uh, you know pitch anything that gives him money. So I think in terms of like facial recognition, it, you know it's it's those four right players and but and i and you say kobe's a top 10 player i mean i don't see why he's not a top five player of all time i guess i don't know i mean yeah i've gone i don't want to get into i don't know it's it's appropriate to get into this debate but i guess you got to have it at some point right yeah at some point you have it i mean i don't know i mean i mean just because someone dies doesn't mean that their career is is looked on any different right it's like jordan lebron jordan lebron magic bird kobe kareem yeah is that see they're all in that range top six so, I don't know. It's right, and you don't want to get into debate after you know ten, five hours after he dies. Right. But like, it is what it is. It's it's something to always talk about. Just like you know, yeah, and it's anybody would in any and sport. It just, like it just sucks that you know, like I always really enjoy, um, you know, when guys are inducted into the Hall of Fame and hearing what they have to say because typically, I mean, if you think of what like Michael Jordan said, I mean, that's probably one of the best Hall of Fame speeches of all time, and. I mean, this next Hall of Fame class was going to be, um, I want to say. I think he's eligible he's, next he's year. He's going to he? go in next year. It was Kobe, Duncan, and I want to, was it, I don't know if it was Kevin Garnett or not. Like, three of the, like, super pillars, The well, probably three of the four or five pillars of the NBA in the era that we grew up in. All going at the same time, right. but, like, um, you know, I mean, just, I would have loved to have heard what he had to say on that stage because I feel like it would have been, you know, one of the best speeches in terms of just guys getting up there and, and, and spilling their guts about what this meant and looking back on their career and stuff like that. And we're not going to get, well, yeah. And I, I had, I had the same thing with Roy Halladay, right? Just because he didn't get to like his, his hall of fame speech either. So his, I think his wife did it. Right. um, Which I'm sure something similar will happen or his dad. But uh, I guess obviously it's different from for Kobe, you know, getting elected to the Hall of Fame. Obviously, whether he was alive or dead or in space, he was going to get elected unanimously or however yeah. they do it. But you know, I think like uh, maybe in death we look at people a little bit more fondly. Like Roy Halladay, when Roy Halladay retired, people were like, "Eh, yeah, he'll probably make the Hall of Fame." But you know, he died, and then a, a year or two later, they they voted him in. You know, he got ninety percent of the vote or something like that. He was in easily on the first ballot. Right. So, I mean, do you think that like people look at people that, especially when they die, you know, tragically like this? I wonder if people look at people a little bit more fondly. You know, certainly. I mean, like like I said, I mean the fact. I mean, the th- here's the thing: is I haven't seen, and this is rare, but I mean, I haven't seen, because I, I almost don't even want to go on social. Yeah, don't want to go on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook just because it's just constantly, like, reminding of the fact that he's dead, which, you know, I, I get it. I understand it. But, like, I, I 
don't really want to process it in that way, I guess. But I think you look at it and, um, you know, we, we talked about the spur and the legacy and obviously, I mean, that isn't something that I'm surprised. I haven't seen people bring up anything like Kobe was, you know, an asshole and this and this and that, like, you know, no matter what, when people die, there are still loud voices that say things they probably shouldn't say. And it's just like, there's been nothing but good messages about the guy, which just kind of goes to show you that even if he played for, you know, the evil empire of the NBA, and even if he wasn't the most likable star or greatest teammate at all times, but like people still had that respect and admiration for him. And I guess maybe that's the better word for it is maybe he's not beloved, the most beloved athlete, but maybe, and I think this might be, where him and LeBron in terms of their legacy are, um, are differentiated and maybe where he's more similar to Jordan. LeBron really cares what people think of what people I think. think Kobe Bryant him. did. I Whereas think Kobe, Kobe Bryant did too. You think yes, he did? I think he did too. Really? I think he did too. I think he, I don't think, I don't think he cared if people thought he was an asshole, but as long as he won, as long as he worked hard. Whereas LeBron, if you, if someone thinks LeBron's an asshole, I think he kind of cares. Oh, no, I think, Kobe, I think Kobe, I do. I mean, not random guy in, you know, Ohio, you know, random guy in Florida that says he's an asshole. But. I think. I think LeBron kind of cares what people think about him, whereas Kobe was just like, you know that if, if I'm winning, you I know don't that, care. You know that scene in um, in Billy Madison where uh, Steve Buscemi is sitting on the couch and he crosses Billy Madison's name off that list <laughs> of the people I want to kill, the people left to kill. I think list. that Kobe Bryant was the kind of guy who had a black book of like, if you wrote something in the New York Times that was bad about him. He he found out about it and he remembered that. And I think he just had a long list of people to prove wrong. And it may not have been as it might not have been the same way of like, do you like me? Do you dislike me? But it may have been more in the vein of do you, you know, believe in me or do you not believe in what I can do? And that's kind of the that yeah. leads into his that's maniacal focus. True. Um which <laughs> one of the best Kobe one of the best Kobe things is that commercial with him and Jalen Rose. <laughs> it's not even a, I just shared he that goes, two days ago on Instagram. I know. It was it was yeah, it just because the anniversary of the eighty one game was a no. couple days this week, I think. <laughs> and Kobe just go the waiter goes, What would you like to drink? <laughs> Martini goes, How many olives? He goes, eighty he goes, eighty one. And he just looks dead at the camera, and it's like Jim in like the office, and like Jalen looks dead at the camera, <laughs> and the waiter goes, "Are you serious?" He goes, "Nah, just do." He knows it's a joke. About. It's a joke. Yeah, that that wasn't even that's not even a commercial, dude. They they were going to make a Jalen Rose sitcom, and that was just the only good part of the pilot. They never even ran the pilot. Oh, is that what? It or was? they might have. I thought it no, was. No, it was a Jalen Rose sitcom that ESPN was going to try and produce on their own airwaves. No. Yes. Is that Swear true? To God. Yes. Is that true? I'm surprised Netflix has been funny. like. I thought it was because they showed it like, I think they showed it like one day before like the NBA finals or the start of the yep. season or something. And they showed it like as a commercial. Though. No, it was a. I never. No, it was really, a Jalen really, Rose. It was I didn't a snippet from a Jalen Rose. I didn't Rose know that. Never, never even got past the pilot. Saw the light of nope. day. Really, I never, I never knew that. That's fine. But, but I think going back to what I was saying, I think like the thing about, I think the thing about difference between Kobe and LeBron, and why I think people look at this differently is that like I think maybe beloved isn't the right word for him because he's not beloved. I think, but I think people just admired him. I think because of the fact that a like 
people can, you know, people are going to look back at LeBron and be like, well, he ran away from problems in Cleveland and then he ran back to Cleveland and then he ran away again. And like, there's those things with LeBron's legacy. And then like Michael Jordan ran away for four years and did baseball and came back. I mean, yeah, certainly Michael Jordan has, his well, Michael Jordan has plenty of warts, warts too, is an adulterer and a gambler right. and, and also an asshole. But so. like, but like Kobe, I think it's maybe like he's, one of the most revered players just because of his persistence. And you think about it, like he, he, he could have quit on the Lakers and, and left, but he stuck through it. And the guy was there for, years. he was an icon there for 20 years. And you just don't see that anymore. And that's yeah. kind of where the Jeter thing comes in. Cause again, Jeter was an icon for 20 years with the, the Yankees. And right. The same, whenever there's the same team person, it's, it, I think it's different. It takes yeah. it to another level. Certainly. I mean, I could never have imagined like, like I was listening to something when I was driving today and it was, uh, like Rick Buecher was talking about um, when he he covered Kobe from like rookie year until he retired, and he had said something like walking out of the state after his last game. He said, "You know, hey, I'm really impressed with how you handled this. I didn't think you'd be able to do it." And Kobe was like, "Why? Do you think I was going to be like Mike, which is like never be able to put it away?" And really, I mean, Kobe Bryant now, I mean, like you said, in the last year or so. I think a lot of times too, since his daughter, who obviously, you know, we haven't talked to you about much, but also died in this plane crash. But like, as her career has taken off a little bit and the youth circuit as like a teenage, like good ass basketball player, he's kind of made his way back in. Right. But those first couple of years, he really faded away from the basketball spotlight and, and, and went into his own, like, you know, the, the private sector life and career, yeah. which I mean, that's kind of like, yeah. what's weird is that, it felt like he kind of disappeared and then he came back and now, you know, abruptly he's gone. But yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's sad. I mean, it's sad to watch. If you don't feel like being sad, don't go on. Cause you know, I saw like doc rivers crying. That oh, was there was, there's up. a shot of like all the Houston Rockets in there just doing the national anthem crying. And like every game today, they did the, the 24 second the 24 second and the eight second violations yeah. yeah and like apparently i read an article that the nba never seriously considered canceling the games because they just couldn't logistically do it a um this late in the season i think they should i think they should have canceled well, them to a bunch of the, a bunch of i mean I when the news came out a bunch of the games were an hour away so like an hour from tip so they were right. already about to do it fans were fans, already in the stands yeah and then um the second part which is kind of like corporate but like Kobe would have wanted them to keep playing, which is true. I don't think that, I think that like, I mean, Kobe Bryant can say a lot of things about him, but like the dude shot two free throws after he popped his Achilles. And I mean, someone pointed this out too, like yeah. his last game at the pal, yeah. his last game at the palace of Auburn Hills, um, he had the flu and he went two for 15 and played 26 minutes, but just dragged himself up and down the court because that's a building that he had played in for his entire career, you know, and you know, once a year and like, or more obviously. And like, it was important for him to go out there and put on a show. And I mean, I, 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 and I look back on it and I mean, you talk about your mom being like, well, this happened. I mean, shit, like we, we, you know, Tyler obviously is not a sports guy, but like today he texted us and goes, I woke up no. from a nap and I see this. That's how, you know, it's a big deal when someone who literally is not even in the same universe he, as sports is saying that. Yeah. It's funny because yeah, we were just talking about Tyler and sports. Cause we were talking about the Aaron Hernandez uh, documentary. And he's like, who the fuck is Aaron Hernandez? And I'm like, bro, like you have to know who he is. But, you know, that's it's just so, not in the same he galaxy. Knows he knows it's But I mean, right. I mean so, Tyler and I, when we were in college, uh, like our freshman or sophomore year, I, yeah. 
I was, I remember I, I don't know if it was like box tops. I forget how I won tickets. You, it was Little Caesars. It was like it? Little Caesars little boxes. You, to... you had to cut the little things out and send them in. And, you got, and they gave yeah. us tickets and it was tickets for a game that had already happened, a Pistons game. And I was like, this is stupid. And they were like, all right, what game do you want to go to? And we picked the Lakers. And so we went to the went to Detroit and we watched the Lakers play the Pistons. And, like, I just remember, I mean, obviously the Pistons were not very good and they haven't been good for a long time. But, like, I just remember the arena was just – it was like sitting in Staples Center. It wasn't even like sitting at a Detroit game. Right. And everyone just has number – He, I guess he was number 24 by that point. And it's just, like, 24 jerseys everywhere and, like – the crowd is cheering every play he makes and they're cheering every miss the Pistons had. And it was just a very, um, you know, memorable experience. A, just because of the, the, the circus he brings and his team brings with them when they do that. And I'm sure it's the same way now um, with LeBron and even before LeBron. But like two, I mean, you know, to say that, hey, I got to see him play once. And I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. There was yeah. I'm, that's I kind of regret that I haven't seen. I never got. To, I'm trying to think back. I don't think I ever there was, seen. Play, there was no memorable about that game. I'm sure he scored his 25 points and they won by 15 and that was it. But like, you know, that's one of the things that I'll be able to look back on and say, hey, at least I saw the guy play. Right, and that I not to bring up Roy Halladay again, but I got to see him play, and I'll always remember. Right, that yeah, too. same, so, same, same vibe. It's yeah. kind of the same thing. Same thing. Yeah, I never got to see Kobe play. It's very sad, but. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. looking back, I mean, I saw I've I've only gone to so many professional sporting events in my life when I wasn't working, but like, I mean, I saw Kobe and LeBron both play. So like, I mean, that's two of those three guys right there potentially. So, right. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things you take advantage of or take grant take for granted when it happens, but then kind of you look back now and it's like, wow, well that was. You know, it happened then, and, and not only was it never going to happen again after he had retired, but obviously, you know, it's just a different feeling today than it even was yesterday. If I would have thought about that randomly, which I wouldn't have, but. Yeah. But, yeah, so I guess that's all. I don't know. I think that's all we've, yeah, I think that's that's, all we've got memorialized. That's all the reaction. Yeah. That's all the reaction we have. Yeah, I guess we'll come back. I think, uh, I think season two, I think we're going to come with some more guests. I think that's our hope here as the podcast continues to evolve. Um, and yeah. I think we'll dissect things further as we go. And we'll <clears throat> obviously this podcast is typically an encapsulation of, of goofiness, but we'll try and <laughs> make it a little more, a uh, little bit less subdued uh, with uh, episode two, but, uh, but I'm Brady I'm and uh, this is never on brand.